special episode of Forty Culture Podcast, soccer podcast for us by us. Talk about your section of black culture and soccer. Got your boy here, Grego here. As you can see, I have a very full room uh, with us tonight because it's a special week. Uh, this week we are heading into the home stretch. The World Cup starts this weekend. Hey, let's. Uh, we're gonna get up into it. Gonna give our picks. We'll talk about this U.S. roster. And who we think the Cultureverse might pick for our World Cup champion. Um, joining us uh, this week, like I said, I'm, I'm going to give you the whole, the whole roster right now. Uh, first of all, uh, with us is my man, Devin Nadu. What's going on with you, man? Like, uh, Have you gotten any sleep, man? No, sir. Vibes and caffeine is the motto. <laughs> uh that's what's up, man. Join us from Dreaming of Freedom. We got Professor Jermaine Scott. What's up with your boss? What's going on, everyone? What's going on? Happy to be here. Happy to chop it up with y'all. Devin, I feel you. Indeed, indeed. But we will see another day. <laughs> uh, joining us uh, is the boss of bosses, our man from Two Cents FC, Mr. L. Johnson. What's happening, man? Goody. Pleasure to be back. It's been a minute since I've been on. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of joining us, uh, been a been a minute. Um, I think I think we haven't had Avon in like uh, in about a good year. Of course, we're gonna go into what happened last week too. But yeah, like so joining us once again for the second or third time, we got from AO MSP. We got Abel Pody. What's going on with you, man? What's up with it? Uh, just happy to be here. Happy to chop it up with y'all. You know, just gonna have a good time. And no, he is not my snut double. No matter what y'all say, he is not my snut double. And joining us for the first time, someone that we have we have mentioned on the podcast many, many times, and we finally got her on. What one of the newer members of the culture verse, uh, young lady that's uh, been hanging out in Austin, uh, doing her thing, just like all, all it's like she she out here modeling and everything, modeling USA jerseys and everything, like. <laughs> Yo, she is superstar. We got superstar in our in our midst. Uh, Miss Amani Dub, what's happening with you? What's up, y'all? Good to be here. It's good to finally get on. I saw Abe and I was like, hey! I saw all you guys, but <laughs> Abe, oh man, we go way back. We've had a lot of good times out there in the universe, in the culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, so, like I said, like, I, I had Abe on last week. We had a whole perfectly good episode last week. It's actually my fault because pro tip for y'all, if if you're if you ever on one of our podcasts, whether it's Two Cents, whether it's FTC, whether it's Streaming of Freedom, Walking 90, any of them, don't use your cell phone for your microphone. Just just don't do it. Like it's 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 not it it does not produce good results, especially if you actually want to be heard on these podcasts and everybody like, huh? I can't hear you. What was that? Like it just it just it's not a good look it's it's just not but um hopefully we can get through this with uh all in one piece like i said we got we got a lot to cover here because a lot's happened since the last time we were, we were on we'll try to touch on the stuff that that y'all missed while we were gone and of course again uh gave you guys a, a nice uh uh, World Cup preview. So uh, again, thank you guys for checking us out. If you're podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Audio Boom, Acast, Speaker, uh, Google. Uh, I think I already said Google, but yes. And of course, um, two cents FC dot com and the FTC UTD YouTube channel. Dog, it's uh, it's uh, 
first of all, I, I, I need to, you know, give a quick shout out to our guys, Devin and TK. TK will be on later on the show, but uh, um, since the last time that we were on, y'all, y'all became y'all, y'all added to the to the family bunch, the culture versus babies. So we got baby Kendall, baby Arlo, man. Congrats, man. Congrats, man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, this life changes stuff. Um, nothing like having a little girl, but vibes and caffeine, y'all. That's where we at with it. <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, like, I, like, I was, uh, like, when everyone was like, like, uh, coming into the um to record, I was like, Jermaine has had a baby not too long ago. Abe has had a baby not too long ago. I don't even, I don't, I think L's youngest isn't that that young that that old. I'm like, y'all just y'all cranking it. I'm just over here trying to have practice, man. So yeah, y'all more power to y'all, more power to y'all. But um, but yeah, man. Uh, it's uh, it's been a few weeks. We've We've been traveling all over the country, um, and I really wanted to like to just uh, get up into this this World Cup preview. Um, the all the rosters have been announced. Hopefully, everyone is wrapped in bubble wrap uh, going into uh, a cutter. The teams are already there, and um, I got I got I got to fill the room here. Like, how comfortable are y'all uh, feeling about um, this this team? The World Cup in general, like what's 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 the vibe right now? Uh, I pretty much chalk this World Cup up. I'm, my my mind is on 2026. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see how it goes. Um, wishing everybody, you know, good health and hopefully, you know, the U.S. goes as far as they can go. But it's after watching that FIFA doc earlier today, and then everything that I've been hearing. I've heard about ground, that. Like, I need to check that out. It's like. I wipe my hands with it. Yeah, it's pretty what, tough. What, what about you, Amani? Yeah, it's pretty tough, uh, especially you know this is this is for the culture. So it's it's you know you can't. I mean, yeah, World Cup made by slavery. How excited can we really get? Um, quietly judging everybody who's going. I know a lot of people that are going. Uh, even if I had the opportunity to go, I probably wouldn't have gone to this World Cup just just for that reason. I don't want to fund that kind of regime directly with my money. Um, I feel like the players are also kind of feeling like, meh, apprehensive. It's the Winter World Cup. It's in the middle of the season. At the same time, it's like, this is a World Cup. People are going to remember it forever. And it's history. It doesn't, nobody's going to look in the footnotes and be like, oh, Qatar happened in November. Uh, when you look back on this in, in, in eight years and in, in 20 years, you know, it, it'll be a World Cup no matter who wins it. For us, um, I think our group is a lot harder than people are giving it, us credit for. Um, and I think we're going to have a difficult time. In 2014, we were in the group of death. Uh, we knew it was going to be tough. We knew we needed to get to get, it, to get out of that. I think we overprepared. And uh, for some of these teams, I wonder if we're underpreparing and people are underestimating them, uh, like we have been in the past, and we're no longer the underdogs. Mm. Now I know you've been wanting to, to say something on this, Professor. Um, like, so like, like even like just today, uh, uh, the like first thing in the morning, we, we there was a clip that came out from a Danish uh, television station uh, reporter out, out there in Cutter, and the, the Cutter officials like pulled up on him like ah you like you're not supposed to be here and and the reporter straight told him I'm like yo like what's the point of of y'all censoring us if if um if y'all want us here like it makes absolutely uh, no sense uh, uh, how you feeling man. 
Yeah, uh, I wasn't expecting to get you know popping you know this early into the episode, but you know here we are. Oh, we get oh, we're, we're getting spicy <laughs> quick, man. We got we, we got no yeah, time to hey, waste. Real spicy. Hey, it's all good. It's all good. But um, no, I, th- I think this is the complex you know nature of I mean not just this World Cup, but you know all major all mega sporting events, right? There's always some you know complicated issues that that surround it, and in the case of Qatar, as as you know, everyone's pointing out, there's so many glaring issues right from the actual bid itself right as you know as l was talking about you know that this fifa uncovered documentary really kind of laid bare for everyone to see um you know i mean we could talk about that documentary uh another time um but it's you know it's it's fascinating to (laughs) to see just kind of how blatant everything was um uh, you know, so from the bid to the actual like human rights abuses that are taking place in Qatar, um, you know, from the discrimination against women and LGBT, uh, the LGBT uh, community, um, you know, just as well as the migrant labor, uh, you know, the migrant workers uh, abuses, right, the wage theft, um, just the the you know the unsafe working conditions, right? It's like over two thousand over like 2,600 deaths, right, from like 2010 to, to now, or like I think between 2010 and 2021, it's like over 2,600 deaths from migrant workers, right? And so all of these migrant workers are here building up these new stadiums, right, in Qatar. And so, um, which is to say, Qatar really was not prepared to even host the World Cup, right? So there's, it, it, it's just a big cycle that is kind of, um, it's quite disgusting, to be honest, but... You know, like what, like, yeah, it's just, it's just a very complicated position, right? I, I kind of feel bad for the players, right? Like they, this is the World Cup for them, right? They're, you know, of course they're going to participate, but then they have to worry about, you know, all of these other issues. Um, so, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. Uh, you know, we saw the videos of, of the U.S. men's national team playing with the uh, migrant workers, um, the U.S. men's national team's uh, branding, mm-hmm. you know, around LGBTQ um, you know, so all of that is, you know, positive steps. Um, but it, it will be interesting. You know, I think I've heard others, um, other idea, I think from Denmark, maybe about possibly wearing black jerseys or something like that. Or so there's, so there's yeah, ideas. They, they try to do a, yeah. They try to do like a, um, a message on, on their training tops, but, uh, that got vetoed by, by FIFA. Um, right, right. but yeah, like there, there's definitely uh, countries trying to, um, uh, make their, uh, messages um, clear, even without necessarily being um, like whether it be on, on the field or, or, or anything like during the games, but still trying to at least let people know that hey, like this is how we feel. So it'll be interesting to like like how exactly that translates to games and, and everything, um, and uh, what comes from that. But um, let's uh, uh, get up into this uh, this USA roster because. Um, what uh, what we were talking about um, last week with that failed episode was this is actually like probably the deepest ep- deepest roster we've ever had, and I think that it could surprise some people, but at the same time, um, just given the the teams in Group B, it really could go either way, and um, yeah, just to uh, kind of give you guys just a going to give you a quick rundown as far as um the whole roster uh keepers we got Ethan Horvath, Sean Johnson, Matt Turner, defenders, 
Aaron Long, Cameron Carter-Vickers, DeAndre Yedlin, Jedi Robinson, Joe Scally, Serginio Desk, Shaq Moore, Walker Zimmerman, midfielders, Brendan Aronson, Christian Rodon, Kellen Acosta, uh, Luca De La Torre, Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, Eunice Musa, the forwards, G Arena, Haji Wright, Jesus Ferreira, Jordan Morris, Josh Sargent, Tim Weah, and of course, U.S. Agent. Christian Pulisic for those of you that don't know. But um, but yeah, like um, of course uh, when the the team was announced uh, uh last uh, Wednesday on ESPN, uh, of course the big talk was uh the guys who did not make the roster uh talking about um Jordan Peacock, ch- talking about uh Ricardo Pepe, um of course um uh we did have a, a late uh roster scratch with Chris Richards who um got injured. Uh, when was able to make the team, but um, how like I said, like y'all, y'all like this roster, like all in all, like like what what you think, Devin? Yeah, it's funny, right? Um, yeah, as you keep mentioning, we did have a episode that we recorded last week that was fresh, um, fresh off the announcement, and um, you know, I remember the emotions, you know, between me, you, and Abe, especially, were definitely, uh, you know, they were real raw. They were very, you know, confusing um, for a lot of the choices. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it's, and here we are a week later, and, you know, obviously it's not going to change, but we were definitely a very, um, you know, we had questions about some of the people that were selected, obviously. Um, and I mean, I, I can't go on the same rant as I did last week, but um, I, a big surprise, I think, to not only me, but most people there was Jordan Morris, um, how he was selected based off of anything he's done. Um, I do remember kind of saying last week that, you know, he used to be the golden boy before, you know, U.S. agent came by but uh what i said was you forget about that the too like that's like, the that, old that, that was that was klesman's project there and yeah like that that's a that's a long time coming there yeah so you know it, it's i think there's a big difference between it's like obviously the golden boy before you know before jordan morris before u.s agent was obviously landon donovan so is i think there's a difference between you know leaving Landon Donovan off the World Cup roster, which is what happened in uh, 2014, and Mm -hmm. including Jordan Morris now, where I think Landon Donovan could have made a difference regardless of, you know, regardless of the form he was in at the time. Um, Wanda Wanda. (laughs) Abe. Um, (laughs) But... um, yeah, it, I I really can't justify it, and really I can't justify Jordan Morris. Congrats to you, bro, Jordan. I'm very happy for you, man. I'm like, please, and again, um, this is not a sit here and bash anybody that made it. I'm very, you know, obviously, I hope I hope y'all go all the way. The FIFA Simulator has the USA making it to the round of 16. They've never been oh, wrong, supposedly. So yeah, so. You know, hopefully, if hopefully we we can make it wrong and exceed that, um, but yeah, Jordan Morris was definitely um, a weird pick. I do feel an out of form Jordan Peefock is a better than an in form Jordan Morris. Yeah, yeah, that was the tough one because like he had a he had a, a hot start to the beginning of the season. Uh, of course, he's now playing uh, with uh, Union Berlin in in Germany. 
but like I feel like after the the call up, I think in in, in October, uh, where he was left off, like he just kind of just fell off a cliff and everything because like he went from real hot to just not existent at all. And I, and I want to say he might have uh, lost his uh, starting position um, uh, with uh, Union, but um, yeah, like I I feel like. At least from from who they picked, as far as like the likely uh, strikers up front, you have how'd you write uh, Jesus Ferreira and um, and Josh and Josh Sargent. Josh Sargent's actually been doing okay uh, with Norwich down the championship. Um, I think he just scored um, this past weekend um, before the uh, before the World Cup break, and but I also feel like he's he's yet to really step up with the national team at at, at a high level to where. It's like where does he fit in um, uh, with the uh, with the squad? Uh, uh, what are your thoughts, Abe? Well, I'm gonna just have to real quick speak up for my dude Wando. I will not stand oh, for any slander. Here we. I'll be brief. Here we go. <laughs> I'll be brief. Wando should have been on that roster. Is Breck Shea who shouldn't have been on that roster? Let's leave it at that. <laughs> anyway, shouts to Wando. Anyway, um, yeah, I said it. I'll say it again. <laughs> Landon should have been there. I, yeah, like, yeah Landon should have been there. That part, we're, not talking about, like, we're not talking about that. Um, I think given now that this is a, this is a week later, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think yeah, time to digest it. Jordan Morris is fulfilling a better than Paula Areola position. Because I was honestly surprised that Ariola wasn't brought because he seems a little bit like a Burhalter safety blanket. And mm-hmm. I'm thinking now about this roster and seeing it as a more pragmatic version of Burhalter. It's not necessarily try and play from the back, it's play to every strength possible. We're trying to win, um, we're trying to hit him in the mouth. And I mean, as many jokes as I make, about Jordan Morris. The man's a fighter. You don't come back from two ACLs and be soft about it, right? So if you if you need people who got that dog, yeah. I mean, I would have still yeah. I would have liked PFOC to be there because of how much fight he's got. And honestly, now with hindsight, um I honestly kind of would have taken Pepe over Ferreira personally. But no shots either. I mean, as as much as problems as I have with USSF, I'm still pulling for everybody in the Stars and Stripes. So all I want is the best for everybody. Uh, I feel bad for Jack, Zach Steffen, um, but I understand why he's not on this roster because Matt Turner and the other two chosen put the team in a better position to win. Soccer can be beautiful yeah, and yeah. cold at the same time. and. Stefan just wasn't going to be that as compared to Turner. Yes, uh, Zach Stefan, um, one of Burhalter's kind of mainstays for most of the cycle, uh, was left off the roster. Um, of course, he's a personal dear, uh, dear friend of the culture and everything. Um, uh, uh, L, like I, I know that. Um, I wish I'd had Ty on here for that because I know like. I, I can always imagine like how he was feeling when um when uh, when that news came, but uh like 
he was he was on loan at, at, at Middlesbrough. He got hurt, and I think ultimately he lost his uh, starting uh, position too. But like, would that would it, would that have been a, uh, a position where like you would have kept him like maybe like as a bench option uh, L, or you think that was the right choice to the the bring in Horvath and now Sean Johnson instead? I mean, you got to go with the hot hand. I feel like that wasn't as much of a, of a surprise as people were making it out to be. Um, just given his his current form, um, not really being able to stick it at, at at City and having to go on loan and then not being not really balling out on loan either, um, it just made sense. You know, uh, you got you got your boy um, Turner over there at Arsenal. You know, he's doing solid in Europa League, so he's he's in he's in good form. Sean Johnson balling out balling out of his mind. Um, Yo, I'm not familiar me. with Horvath as much, um, but I assume that he was doing decently as well. Um, but at least our first two options are like solid. We have like good tape on them and they're in good form. So it it, it wasn't really like a surprise that he didn't make the the squad. Yeah. Um, yeah. We definitely got to get a, a shout out to, uh, to Sean Johnson. Um, first of all, uh, Atlanta native. Um, s- second, um, he's Atlanta come such a long way. He's come such a long way from, like for those of y'all that have followed uh, MLS and the national team, like he was one of those up and coming prospects ten years ago with Bill Hamid. Um, they had a, um, a Olympic qualifying tournament. I think that was like back twenty twelve, I, I believe. The, um, uh, they gave up a last minute goal. Uh, Sean Johnson was actually was actually uh, he came in to fill in for Hamid who got injured, and they gave up a last minute goal that. That um they got them eliminated from Olympic uh, qualification, and for the most part, um both him and Amid like it was like from that point on it was kind of like in and out of the national team as far as just getting a real opportunity to possibly become a mainstay, and given the uh, the last couple of years uh with NYCFC winning a MLS Cup uh, last year, making it to the conference finals this year, um they like he's put in the work to. Uh, weren't getting up, getting to uh, this role. And um, I said, like, like when we talk about, you know, talk about having that fight to keep pushing and, and earn a spot like this. Like he's definitely somebody that's shown that, yeah, you, you get knocked down before, but you know, you, you keep grinding, you keep pushing and you can reach uh, the goal as far as making the national team, making the world cup. So yeah, he's definitely somebody that I, 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 like I, I give nothing but praise to, and if you want to come back to Atlanta, you know, like we should have never traded you in the first place. You know, come on, come on home. We we need you, like, cause I know how it's supposed to look next year, but come on home, we need you. Um, and uh, so like, just just from what I uh my glance for course from last week and fast forward to this week, the only question I I, I really have. That's your job too. I have uh, Aaron Long, who during the uh, the friendlies um, back in October looked absolutely horrible. And mind you, like he he, he uh, he's come back from an Achilles injury, but he, he's I had questions about him back before then, but he, especially now I'm like I don't know about that. And I, and, I, and I think that because you had injuries to Miles Robinson to uh Chris Richards that might have provided an opportunity for him but um even then I would like find somebody else cuz I I don't know about that one but um I I love the um 
the midfield for the most part. I feel like it's really just a matter of like who do you want to start in, in the midfield because there's you of course you have you have the the importance of a guy like Tyler Adams. Um right now we're not sure as far as what's gonna happen with um Weston McKinney because he's kind of he's bouncing back from um injury. Uh he suffered at U with Uve. So there might be a little question as far as whether or not he'll be ready for um that first game against Wales. Um as long as long as he's healthy, I, I think that you have to start him. Um he's too important to how we run and he's too influential. Um I mean you do have options, but I I think that if he's if he's anything close, at least ninety percent, you gotta you gotta give him um a chance. Uh what you what you did, Jermaine? No, definitely. Uh, Weston McKinney, um, you know, hopefully he's feeling good for the World Cup. Uh, who I'm really interested in looking at is uh, Eunice Musa. Um, um, you know, hopefully he's uh, he's ready to go. Uh, but that's really who I'm looking at in the midfield. Uh, Brendan Harrison, you know, is going to be you know it's going to be fun to watch. I think he's going to have his time. He's going to have his you know he's going to have his nice dribbles. He's going to you know he's going to have his nice passes. Uh, so he'll, you know he'll be nice to watch. But my my main person is uh, definitely going to be uh, Musa. Uh, I hope he gets his time. You know, I hope he gets to, you know, in, you know, in the starting 11. Uh, but that's what I'm really looking at. Of course, Tyler Adams, you know, should, you know, should hold it down uh, in that six. But Yunus Musa is, I think he's just going to bring a different element to the team that we haven't seen in a long time. You know, he's just graceful with the ball. You know, he glides, you know, glides through the pitch. Uh, you know, he's a worker, right? So it's going to be, you know, I, yeah, I think that's the person that's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I said it um, during last week's recording, and I'll, I'll state it again. I, I think that Yudas Musa is is due for, like, if there's anyone set to become that big breakout um, player for the U.S. during this World Cup, I think it's Yudas Musa. I think that he's he's growing exponentially at uh, Valencia, and you can even see it with when he does um, when he is able to play with the U.S. Like he's growing leaps and bounds. He's only 19. Like we, um, for those of you that don't know, like we actually have the youngest team going into this World Cup. And I think for the amount of talent that we have, like I said, it, it's it's one of those things where it's like it's it's too volatile to really gauge like what can happen here because they're just they have that much potential, but at the same time, it's like, can they, you know, are they ready for prime time right now? Or like we said earlier, is it just the goal to 2026 to just get that learning experience that get that experience uh, uh, under your belt. And then it's full speed to 2026. So I don't know. Um, Well, what are you thinking of money? I mean, this is, this is the true golden era. You know, we, we've had, at least for U.S. soccer and how much he's invested in this particular team. I mean, this was the, the group of players that came up with the Nike Development Academies before the academy system became a thing. Uh, they, they were all going to the special, you know, Nike Academy down in Florida. These are all the same guys. They're up on, the, on their 14 team together. They've come up the whole way. You can see how Burhalter wants those relationships in the team. That's why Luca De La Torre is there. That's why Haji Wright is there. That's why Jordan Morris is there. A lot of these guys have come up together, and it's kind of like it's almost like big, big kid soccer summer camp. It's almost like too perfect. Like, like your boys, your boys are going to the World Cup. Like your boys are going to the NFL playoffs together. Like that's what's up, mm-hmm. you know. And it's really awesome, but 
it doesn't take away from the fact that this team is very inexperienced. Like, like we were talking about Aaron Long versus John Brooks. I mean, if you're going to bring DeAndre Yedlin for experience, then you might as well bring John Brooks for experience, and that's why you're going to bring him. You got, you got to do that. Then yeah. you got to have somebody who's been there before. And so this is this is a pinnacle moment for us. We have the pressure of, of try hosting the mess of try hosting in 2026. We have a lot of players that the older players kind of this is their last World Cup. They're done especially if they're over 30, this is it. But you have this generation that there's been so much hype and so much investment and, you know, one nation, one team and for the future and all this kind of stuff. The future is now. So hopefully they can play well together uh, on this huge stage. And we're really going to see, like, I'm glad that uh, Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson play together every week. I think that's really going to help us out, especially because I think sometimes with this U.S. team, the chemistry hasn't always been good. Our central midfield, like you said, Eunice Musa, Adams, McKenney, even De La Torre when he comes in, he's more of a holding midfielder than like a, a true 10 or a creative or a winger. Um, they really have to protect our back line because I think for the first time in, in a long time, our, our back line is our weak, weakest link on this team. And, and traditional U.S. teams, our, our back line is usually one of our strongest assets. Right now, our spine, uh, you know, for in terms of center backs, in terms of, uh, you know, left and right backs, like, it's kind of like looking at like what's where are we most vulnerable, and it's definitely our back line. So there's a, there's a huge ask for us um, to be able to control the midfield enough to protect the back line and keep the ball in our opponent's half. Um, I mean, England will be a real test. I don't. We're not going to surprise anyone at this World Cup. The last few World Cups, we've we've been able to surprise teams. People say, you know, U.S. is not a soccer country. That's changed now. It's changed a lot in the last eight years, and I think there's a lot more teams that are going to be prepared for us. Uh, no more USA wins 1-1. One, one. That's not good enough this time around. You know what? Like, of course, the last time we were in the World Cup was 2014. And, of course, the big the big chant that was the, the thing back then was, I believe. And it's like, I, I, I think that for a lot of people, it's like, we've gone past, I believe. Like, we was like, hey, we expect, we we we, we want, we, we better. Like, those are the type of things that, you know, like as as the team grows, it's like yeah, like we want to see um, the results that you know that shows that progress. That you know, like even if we don't go all the way this year, it's like like it's it's setting the table up for for twenty twenty six to where it's like yeah, like we're going to keep growing, we're gonna we're gonna keep uh, evolving this roster and. 26, we're gonna be gonna bust some asses. So, like I said, it's interesting. But one last thing before we um, move on to the the field and everything is, of course, uh, our our good buddy U.S. agent. And um, I've I've seen some talk on uh, the social media uh, the past week week plus as far as just like where does he fit right now with in, in the eleven? Because like I think there's an honest question as far as like. If you take him out, would would the would the lineup improve? Like where where exactly does he fit? Is he on the wing? Is he up front? Is he um, behind the striker? Like, what are you guys thinking now? Like, what uh, well, what what are your thoughts? This is open to the whole field. I bring him off the bench personally, because I if I'm choosing between Abe coming hot, coming but, hot, Abe. I'm saying though, like Raina cooks. And plays well better with others. Musa, you got Weya, you got Aronson, you got Sargent, you got all kinds of players who 
don't end up drifting randomly and taking things apart by their weird decision making. Pulisic ain't just running onto the ball, going forward, and then making things happen like the rest of the players can. So bringing him off the bench, I think that's a way you can win. Mm. Yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, I mean, you know, you got to be controversial here, but do you want to win or do you want to, you know, sell tickets? Do you want to look good? If we want to win, Pulisic off the bench is the way to go. You know, we've gotten to that era right now where there are players better than Pulisic. It just is what it and is. That's okay. And uh, <laughs> that's okay. And that's okay, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's growth. Okay. That's growth. That's that growth is okay, right there. America. Like you know, is we don't need to ride or die on the back of Christian Pulisic, and that's honestly pressure off of him to perform. He can be, you know, he can kind of do what he has to do. Um, and especially with the form that he he's in. I mean, he's not even really playing for Chelsea right now. I mean, you know, he kind of got that back row there. So let's get the players in that are hot. Let's get the players in that can perform. Um, you know, he, it's kind of, it's, it's those things. It's like, you know, where he should play or like, you know, he should come off the bench, but just like our, our, you know, our female companions, you know, the U S women's national team, you have players that are going to start that necessarily, um, shouldn't i would say or that should be coming off the bench as well you know he's going to start but you know obviously that maybe somebody else will uh you know have to take that spot eventually so i i agree with the whole with what abe said i agree with what the professor said you know it's just are we gonna are we gonna do the right thing hey i, I don't know guys yeah. the captain you know what i mean it'd be different if he wasn't the captain but you know he's he's pretty much the captain that's the thing like but that's Angry the thing, Pulisic though. Like, is the best Pulisic, they, they forced that on Angry him. Pulisic they the forced it on him. Nah, Tyler's wearing that armband all, all time. I'm like, that. Yeah, that's your real Captain America. Tyler Adams is your real captain. Like, stop playing. Let let like. I mean, they they literally have a, a commercial with 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 U.S. agent talking about the pressure of being that that guy for for U.S. soccer and America soccer. I'm like, dog. Like, you know, just. Let listen. Let go ahead and pass that arm to somebody else. Let somebody else uh, cook with that, and you know you 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 feeling what you can because like if if nothing else, the fact that we're at a point where Pulisic is even at a question of starting, I think proves the 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 point of growth within our team because we have that much depth where it's like oh we actually might be all right with him just on the bench and not have to just rely so much on that one person but um it, it's it's something that that um i, I think will be inter- interesting like i don't think he'll i don't think he'll be on the bench but at the same time like y'all said like that there's other players there that do what they do at the positions that he can play better than him so what do I you do there clarify this but, um, inner shot at Polisic's ability to play because when he is on he can change a game. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm still convinced, however, yep. with the personnel that's there, that organizationally, chance creation and execution-wise, it's better for mm-hmm. him if everybody else has beat down the other team and then he comes in and they can't beat him up as much as they otherwise would. He gets to run out of fresh. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean... Uh, 
no, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely, um, you know, hopefully next, next week. And you know, as the, as the game start, we may have something like, like post game, uh, to provide as far as, uh, content, just kind of just giving a recap of what we saw. Of course, uh, we have the, the U S first play on Monday, um, against Wales, the, the big game, um, against England is black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. And then, Iran is, I think, Monday or is it Tuesday? Whenever the 29th is. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah, like definitely, um, yeah, stay tuned to uh, us, uh, Two Cents. And uh, like I said, we'll definitely um, uh, see what we can do as far as providing our recaps on that. Um, and, and and don't think I, I, I didn't catch that mention of the women's team. Tough times right now. Tough times. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I, it's it's funny because I feel like both teams are dealing with the same uh, with with similar issues as far as the coaching, and we haven't even really got on got on Burhalter. But I think that a lot a lot of our hopes really depend on which Burhalter shows up for um for uh and, and Cutter. If if you got want someone that's willing to take some chances, we might be all right. But if if we get if we get the guy that's um that was coaching um against Japan and Saudi Arabia, it's gonna be a tough tough deal. But um, but yeah, um, while while we reload for um our second segment, I, I just want to give a quick shout out to the Shea Butter team. Like I said while we were gone, um, we were able we were fortunate to uh head up to DC for the NWSL final. And um, support the uh, Shea Butter team um, um, as they covered the uh, the championship between Portland Thorns and KC Current, which the Portland Thorns won their this is the third uh, NWSL championship. Why does it seem like the the controversial teams are the ones that end end up winning championships? Like like make that make sense? Like because last year it was Washington after their stuff last year. Now it's Portland. Like like I I, I guess it. If you get if you get in any kind of trouble, that 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 improves your odds of winning the WSL championship. But but yeah, but yeah, um, great to finally meet Sky Sills, Nubia, Georgia. Uh, of course, we are we we all know Ebony by now. It's like she's probably one of the most traveled uh, supporters out out here in the game. But uh, but yeah, like just seeing them out, out in um in in action and seeing so many people like literally like fanboying and fangirling um, over just far as like just being fans of the podcast. I really feel like it really lit a fire just in me as far as one to, um, to get back out there and, you know, get the, get the good content um, and get with the people. And yeah, like it was uh, definitely a great time. I wish I had more time to talk about it. Cause again, bad audio will, 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 will do you in every time. Um, and I, and I see that we had, we have now been joined by the Black Panther uh, TK and the ones and twos. What's good with your boss? And now I can't hear you. See, see, that's that's what happened. See, and it's still, it's still can't hear you. See, yeah, got got to do better, TK. It <laughs> but, is definitely um, the record thing. However, I'm just going to imagine that he said Wakanda forever first. And that his beard is looking yeah, yeah. 
And he's just he, looking he fresh. Wakanda forever. <laughs> Maybe it's the multiverse because like now you got me, Abe, and TK all all on the same screen at the same Ball, at the same time. Like yo, like hot to death. That's all there is to it. Like we're all going to find out we 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 are all Peter Parker in another. <laughs> Me and my professor just repping people with hair out here, you know. (laughs) And uh, and on that note, because we probably have have enough time for two up and two down this week, but yes, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. If you have it, you it is worth the three hours. It is worth the tears. It's worth all of it. Just go see it. Absolutely, I I can't say enough. Like and make and. Make sure you stay through the credits. Make sure you see that after credit scene. It's necessary. How, so, yeah. how in how um, in Beyonce's internet can people not stay through Marvel credits somewhere? You you would think by now that people would would know these things, but you know, like I, I literally saw people like walking out like when when the when the when Rihanna's song hit, and I'm like, y'all realize there's because you got more. the you got like, the stop. immediately after the action. You got the the mid credits funness, and then you got the post credits. This is the thing. It's been the thing. They're on phase four now, y'all. Come on. There's been enough clues now. Uh, This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. y'all i'm sky and this is your girl Sills, and we are shea butter fc a podcast featuring two black women's perspectives on soccer football and everything in between delivering content with soul and seasoning to moisturize your skin lay your edges and deepen your love for all things black women our show and brand exists to elevate black women and non-binary players in the women's game as these players have been consistently neglected by our d- domestic leagues and U.S. soccer. We want to expose the U.S. women's soccer, or WOSO, fan base to the talent of Black players and serve as a platform for players to share their full story. Follow us, Shea Butter FC, on Twitter and Instagram at SBFC underscore podcast. And don't forget to listen, like, and subscribe to the show on your favorite platform. Peace. Um, and we are back. Um, joining us again is uh, TK Black Panther Toussaint. What's going on with you, man? Uh, doing well, doing well. It's been a long three weeks now with the kid in tow, but uh, back back in the workplace, uh, trying to get into the, the rhythm and run of things. Um, got my, my Black Panther edition mask today in, so feeling the vibes on that. Going to get back, uh, hopefully get a chance to go see the, the movie, and uh, then we can have that, that spoiler discussion. 
But uh, yeah, let, let's get into it with these picks. Uh, yeah, excited. yeah. Um, so I've kept that part of the group chat quiet. I purposely <laughs> ignored that part of the group chat because since I haven't seen it yet, y'all not gonna ruin it for me. Hey, don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so yeah. So we're gonna open things up and uh, talk about the rest of the field that's uh, going on and that's uh, coming to the World Cup starting this Sunday with Qatar uh, versus Ecuador, and then. Um, uh, the rest of uh, Group A as well as uh, Group B starts uh, on Monday. Um, so here's what we're going to do, guys. Um, I, I'm going to give each person um, a group um, to make their their picks with. Um, in the last segment, we're going to take those picks and pick the Cultureverse World Cup champion. So um, something you know to to make make it a little fun for each person so what we're going to do here i'm going to give uh devin group a uh we're going to give uh i'll do group b uh abe you will do group c uh jermaine will do group d uh imani i'm going to give you double dude i'm gonna give you e and f because i think those those two groups are kind of spicy uh tk i'm going to give you group g and l will have group h um, so they, they kick things all like, so, that, so of course we'll go through each, each, uh, team that's, that's in each group. So group A, we got Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands. Um, how you, uh, feeling on, 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 on those picks Now, mind you, even if you don't know the teams like that, it could just be all vibes. You'd be like, Hey, you know, I, I like, I like Netherlands cause, cause the, the kids look like orange velour, whatever works for you. Um, um, make those picks what you got man yeah so yeah let's run through it again real quick <clears throat> group A Qatar, Ecuador Senegal and the Netherlands um, honestly I mean even if you follow a little bit of soccer you got two strong groups here you have Europe you know European Giants the Netherlands you have Africa Cup of Nation winner Senegal you have Combo Bowl, Ecuador, and then you have Host City Cutter. Um, it's weird, right? I've seen some people even pick Cutter to make it out of the group. Um, I just saw like one person who picked. I was like, "What?" I mean, they actually did win the Asian Cup. Uh, I think it was back in twenty last year or year before that. Um, so, I guess I guess the slave labor goes beyond just just building stadiums but you know so yeah i mean I, yeah i agree like we'll see what happens with that i don't see it um i've seen it those are professionals people that actually get paid money to make these picks um I mean, so, so you gotta you gotta ask like did, did the check clear that's like if <laughs> exactly. they passed the group i like, did the check clear <laughs> <laughs> um i don't see them uh getting out of the group honestly I also don't see Ecuador. You got to go with the two strong hands here in Senegal and the Netherlands. So those are my two picks. Six. Okay. Um, let's keep this thing going. Um, group C: Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Mexico, and Poland. That is for Mister Apodi. What you got, man? Um, it's actually pretty straightforward. Um, going Argentina, Mexico. Okay, so you don't, so you don't you don't see them going down in flames because like Mexico has been real interesting this this uh, this qualifying cycle like like they haven't been getting along with 
Tata Martino. Uh, they they came here to Atlanta a couple months ago. Lost. I think like they've lost most of their their warm up friendlies. Like it's 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 been a tough go. You still think that they can pick? They can push so, through. So um, Poland ain't gonna do nothing. Saudi Arabia ain't gonna do nothing. Ooh. Saudi Arabia ain't gonna do nothing. That leaves Mexico and Argentina. And honestly, I'm yeah. I'm not gonna sit here with as much love as I have for the people of Mexico even though I do not love the Mexican Soccer Federation, and say that they're not mm-hmm. going to get out of that group. I can't do it. I got too much love for Mexico. Okay. I got too much love for Mexico. Okay, so who who, who wins the group? So I, I'm assuming Ar- Ar- Argentina wins the group and Mexico gets get second? Yes. Yes. I'm going to start calling Abe Lynn and Donovan in a minute. His second team is Mexico, apparently. I'm going to start calling him LD. <laughs> you have to, you have to uh, put the brakes there. I said I love the people the in Mexico. I, I did not Mexico. say anything about loving the Mexican Federation. Oh, man. Who did you um, have uh, finishing first uh, um, in, in Group A, uh, Devin? Yeah, I didn't say that. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the uh, African Cup of Nations champions. I'm going to go okay. with Senegal. All right, all right. Let's got got that locked down, and Netherlands taking second. Um, group D. You got that was uh, Jermaine, right? What you got, man? Yeah, I mean, so we got uh, in Group D. We got France, we got Australia, uh, Denmark, and Tunisia. Uh, you know, I'm definitely gonna go with France. To win the group, I mean they're just a loaded team. Even with the injuries of uh, Pogba and and, and Conte, um, you know how thick and deep you got to be to to lose them, and you're still like, and people are still like, yeah, yeah, we, we yeah. they they can make the semifinals, like, yeah, people still got them in the semifinals. Some people still even haven't yeah. winning it, regardless. Yeah. So yeah, crazy. Ali Blue, yeah, nah. Nah, yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be good for the group. Um, you know, we'll see what happens in the elimination uh, stages, but I think for the group stage, it'll be fine. And, I mean, I think for second place, it's going to be interesting, right? I mean, Australia, <clears throat> you know, I mean, I think all, I mean, the, the three teams, right, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia, they're not, they're not sorry, right? None of them are sorry teams. Um, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Denmark uh, just because of Ericsson. You know, I think he's going to come back. This is his first major tournament since the health scare. And so, you know, I think he's going to you know, come back with some motivation. I think the team's going to rally around him. And, um, yeah, you know, I think they'll, you know, have a strong showing. Um, you know, Tunisia will be fun to watch. Um, I think they got this um, young player, uh, Mejbri, uh Hannibal. He's with, he's with United. Oh, yeah. uh, I think he's out on loan now. Oh, is, um, is he with Tunisia or is that Morocco? I'm pretty sure it's How about Tunisia. the guy who plays for, for, PS, for PSG? Nah, he's a United. He plays for – he's he's a Manchester oh, United oh, player. Oh, I think he's out on loan. Who are you talking about? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm not sure where he's out on loan. But, um, you know, he should be fun to watch. You know, I think it'll be a good tournament for him to kind of show what he has on the international stage. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to go with France to win the group and then Denmark uh, to get second. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, Miss Amani, I said we gave you double duty because you know you're the new, you're the newbie in the group. Um, so we're gonna do Group E and Group F. Uh, group E, we got Spain, Costa Rica, Germany, and Japan. What's what we got there? Uh, I honestly think that Group E is the group of death in the tournament. Um, 
I mean, it seems like a gimme. Okay, Spain and Germany are going to go through. But I got to say, when, when Japan played us, uh, the U.S. team, they were very prepared, very yeah. organized. They seemed very tactically disciplined. They seemed physically fit and ready to go the distance. So whoever plays them is going to get a tough game. Their problem is always going to be finishing, I think. You know, they're not really known for their finishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who knows? Like, it, it doesn't take much. Sometimes it just takes a miracle. You can't win a World Cup without a couple miracles, and every team gets at least one usually. If you're, if you're going to make it out of group, you got to get at least one. And so, um, you know, it's tough. I mean, I, I don't know. I think I, part of me is calling, like, this is, this is going to be a group if something weird happens. And I think it's going to be maybe Germany and Japan. Ooh. I'm, I'm calling it as my weird group. Like, my head says Spain, Germany, Spain, Germany all the way. But, like, if there was anything that was going to happen – it might be happening in Spain because of the way football has been in that country. It's been so volatile the last few years. Uh, this isn't the powerhouse Spain team uh, from 10 years ago. Um, so I'm, I'm, uh, I just feel like I just have a little gut feeling. I'm, I might be wrong, but my gut says that Germany and Japan will go through. Uh, and Japan will be a miracle for that country for sure. Because Costa Rica is also capable of, of throwing a wrench in. Like Costa Rica is no pushover. So all it's, you know, it doesn't just have to be Japan being excellent and amazing. It can also be Costa Rica getting an unexpected result along the way. Uh, that really does in Spain, um, especially if they lose to Germany. Um, or if you're going into that last match where either, you know, Spain or Germany has to be the one that wins in order to go through. We'll never, you'll never know. Um, and then I got group F. Uh, let's see, Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. Um, yeah, I definitely think Belgium and Croatia are going to go through. Uh, I think Canada is going to give everyone a run for their money. I think it'll be a great breakout tournament for Canada. I mean, it, it feels like 2010 for Canada right now, like kind of what, where the momentum is for people watching the Canadian national team. I was very impressed by their support all through World Cup qualifying. And even though they beat us, I was kind of happy to have them as a rival. Uh, Mexico hasn't been doing as well. And it's kind of nice to have another team in CONCACAF that's capable of pushing us and Mexico to be better. Um, I don't, I don't want us to be able to walk through qualification, uh, us in Mexico. I want to be challenged and have some question marks because, you know, even, even, you know, Comnable and UEFA both have really difficult uh, qualification processes and some of the best teams don't make it every time. So uh, just like Italy's staying at home. So it'd be interesting to have a, a more challenging group. Uh, yeah, but Belgium and Croatia, I love Belgium. I, you know, this is their moment, too. You talk about another team in the golden era. Uh, Belgium, their team, Lukaku, De Bruyne, uh, Roberto Martinez is the manager. You know, they, they, they have all pieces now, and they actually want to see the results. Like, they, they want to get to the quarterfinal. They want to get past the quarterfinal. You know, this is supposed to be the Belgian team that could win it all. And then Croatia, again, a very, very solid unit. They fight for each other every game. I just think between Belgium and Croatia, Canada and Morocco are going to have too much to overcome. Yeah, the um, Canada, I mean, we've seen them up close um, this cycle and just kind of just grow in front of our eyes. And, like, like they have their fair share of uh, players in, in Europe, of course, led by um, Alfonso Davies at Bayern and um, my guy David at Lille. Like, they, they've – they went through one um, on the uh, CONCACAF uh, qualification and really 
like they 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 humbled the U.S. by by and large, and they've uh, I said it's it's very tough for me to uh, see them making it out of the group, but I also but I do feel like they could fight for second. And just going back to Group E, I really don't have much to add except that Germany is getting really black, and I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, that's uh. Those are some good picks. Um, Group G, Mr. Thundercat. So we're going to go with, um, or Group G is going to be Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, which is also getting very black, little by little, and Cameroon. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're rooting for everything black, if, if you hadn't already noticed. So we're gonna go ahead and push Cameroon, elevate, 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 and uh, and Brazil, obviously, with the, the Pan American Mo Blackness, um, and we already know their roster is sick. If you guys didn't catch this um, this promo video, uh, Grego dropped it in the chat. But for all the listeners, it's a it's a great thirty second clip. They have a drone dropping it from like several, like at least 100, 150 feet in the air. And then the, all the players in the squad are trying to trap it. <clears throat> and it's just a reminder of what Neymar truly is. Um, and I, I honestly don't feel he gets the shine he deserves uh, in the era of Messi and Ronaldo. So hopefully this is a tournament where he gets his flowers. I mean, I think with, with Neymar, especially given the the work with PSG and them not yet winning Champions League. Um, there's definitely a, a, a bump rap. I also feel like, especially Brazil, they had such a bump. Uh, in 2018 and 2014, they were so reliant on him and attack to save the day. Whereas I think this year, they're loaded. In I mean, you got Gabby Jesus, you got um, Martinelli, Martinelli, Rodrigo. Like they, they, I mean, they managed the lead for Mino at home. Like we haven't really talked about the guys that have uh, that, that have like been snubbed by uh, most of these national teams. And um, yeah, it's it's uh it's, it's one of those things where like they are like they're probably at a place to where they don't have to put it all on Neymar to get through. I think that makes them dangerous. Now, I do think that they're still lacking. I'm not sure like what it is as far as the actual general um, goal goes, but float. All, but, <laughs> but, right. but all in all, like the, t- the talents there, of course, they, they still managed to bring in um, our guy Danny Elvis for the vibe. So and Tiago Silva. Hey, when he's on, he's still he's still good. But it's like, it, like I, 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 we're gonna learn at some point that Thiago Silva is like really fifty, and we just never knew it. What? What's that one player from Africa they've been trying to do this with for the last ten years? <laughs> also, I misspoke earlier. I said that uh, Germany and Spain played each other in the last game. They do not. Uh, Japan played Spain in the last game. Especially to play Germany, my mistake. All right, and now L is 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 tending to to kid duty for it, so he'll be back hopefully in, in a short bit. But um, but his picks are Portugal and Uruguay. Um, Uruguay's winning the group now. But those of y'all that that haven't been paying attention to the news lately, um, before the the World Cup break 
started. There's a very controversial um, interview that just came out by Mr. Seven of Manchester United and basically throwing uh, Eric Chicago uh, under the bus, um, throwing um, certain people in the front office under the bus, basically saying that he felt betrayed and everything. And, then, and I'm not going to go so much on, on that. It's more, it's more so about how it's translated to him coming um coming to the World Cup squad because like there's been videos of Bruno Fernandez saying like basically giving him the the full Obama white people handshake like nice to meet you <laughs> and then another player didn't didn't want to didn't want to play around with him on on the um on the on the practice field like I feel like this might be a quick trip for Portugal. This might be a real quick trip. But I feel like I feel like Portugal's like at the point where they are the abused partner and they are tired of their, of their lover shit. And they're tired of Ronaldo. They're saying like, you got to go. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't want you. I don't want you. I don't want you no more. They don't <laughs> drop the receipts on Twitter. Like, I don't know. Like, uh, I, it just feels like the vibes are incredibly bad. Like we always talk about, you know, like certain teams bringing players for the vibes. I feel like right now with this cloud over, Ronaldo period um, is is carried over to the national team. And I feel like it's going to be a quick exit, but Ellis got uh, Uruguay winning and Portugal going second, so uh, we will put we will lock that in. And then last but not least, I will give you Group B. Um, as far as the U.S. goes, I think it all depends on on that first game against Wales and 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 how we. Uh, what result we get from there. Um, if we can manage to get at least a tie, if not uh, a draw, if not a win, um, I think that puts us in good position against um, England, which, my, which for those of y'all that, that don't remember, has never beat the U.S. in the World Cup. Not once, not ever. Um, I think that... Um, I think that Wolfen is second in that group. And I'm I I feel like John Oliver right now cuz I feel it's like it it and we and we talked about this earlier in the show like it's not an easy group for anybody. Like we could we could fall flat. England could call, could fall flat. Wales could fall flat. Iran could could shock people. So it's not an easy auto, automatic there. But I'm going to say you, the U.S. Um, uh, finishes second, and I'm actually going to go Wales to win the group. I feel like if 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 Gareth Bale gives you what he gave LAFC in MLS Cup and that's not allowed to happen. That's not allowed to happen. Like like you don't understand. I'll give you this is like a random gift. I know I shouldn't bring some football into this, but I have to say this. This is very important. Okay. Uh, when I was in when I was in Madrid in twenty nineteen for the Champions League final, um, you know, I I asked all the scouts and stuff like what do you think of our chances? Like they're like, you don't understand. You don't understand. We cannot lose to Tottenham. We cannot lose to Tottenham. We won't be able to go back home. Everyone will hate us. Arsenal will hate us. Like, you know, Chelsea will hate us. Like, there's too many, or too many teams that, like, 
we're not allowed to lose to Tottenham. It's not happening. Like, and I feel like that's the way England and Wales is going to be. Like, England has to beat Wales. It's bigger than soccer. They have to. They won't be able to, like, show their faces back home if they do not. Especially if they don't make it out of the group. That's I, why I'm Wales sorry. is going to win. You got this backwards. <laughs> England is afraid to win. I mean, three players from Wales that is, isn't is Gareth Bell. It doesn't matter. Um, Neko, Ramsey. Uh, uh, Ramsey. Greco. Greco. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I heard one. That's all I got, man. <laughs> okay. okay. I gave you another one. <laughs> Monty with the cheat code over here. <laughs> I don't care. Because Wales, Wales had that, like, the U.S. is not going to. You had that Martin Sheen. You had that Wayne thing? Yeah. Wayne Hennessy. They had that, that rousing speech, and they're, they're going to they're gonna beat England. They're going to get independence. This is just going to take it all out. I'm taking Japan over Spain is my miracle of the World Cup, the biggest upset. I don't know. I don't think I don't think Wales has the fitness to last in Qatar for, for three years. I mean, you can say that by a lot really of people. Cause Dude, everybody is still going to be pretty hot out there. to get hurt for them to lose to Wales. I mean, seriously, like we haven't even really gotten into like all the injuries that have taken uh, taken hold of of um, of the World Cup. Like I said, we, we, we I think we mentioned uh, Pogba and Conte. Reese James uh, didn't make it. Um, Sadio Mane was supposed to miss it, and then now we got word a few days ago that he's looking that he's in Cutter, and they they said that he'll be available for the later matches. So I don't I don't know what that means. Uh Timo Werner um is out. He tore some ligaments in, in his ankle. Um Youngman's son, uh Devin's best friend, um somehow um he he broke his orbital bone in like four in like four places. But I I'm I'm guessing he's gonna go full Batman and and try to gut it through. Damn, like he'll be in just, the like, LeBron just, mask. Just he, the, he deserves um, to be there, man. After doing his time, um, with the with the military, I'm, I, I, for me, anyone, I, I'd love to see the any one of the Korean nations flourish. Uh, well, you know, South Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> any any one of their players? Any one of their players? Uh, rather. Honestly, did he serve in the military? I thought they were exempt. Was, not, <laughs> he served yeah. early when he was young. It was no, the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. He won some trophy and made made him exempt. Yeah, he's exempt now. Yeah, okay. It's confusing. It's a little politics. I'm glad we don't have to do that, y'all. Let's keep it that way. Dog, who are you telling? Um, uh, on the next episode. When is Sam going to the army? That's all I gotta say. You got, you got no more to prove. Okay, so... Uh, Grego, how does this break out to the 16? Uh, yeah, based I'm, on everyone's picks. I'm, I'm working on that right now. Right now, we got uh, Senegal versus the U.S., Netherlands versus Wales, um, Argentina versus... Uh, no, Argentina versus um, Denmark, Mexico versus France, um, uh, Germany versus... Croatia, Japan versus Belgium, 
Brazil versus Portugal, Cameroon versus Uruguay. So get yeah, get, uh, talk about yourselves real quick. I'm 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 I'm, I'm building this. Has anyone had a chance to check out the stadiums? Hey, actually, like I, the, the 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 I think it's like the pier, whatever the one with all the crates. I'm wondering that NYCFC is going to get that because now because now that they got a stadium deal, I'm like let's just go ahead and just break that one down and send it to uh, Willits Point. That would be nice. Uh, so. I'll, I'll go through them real fast. They have the Khalifa International Stadium. Got the Ben Ali Stadium. I'm sorry, Ahmed Ben Ali Stadium. Then there's the Al Janoub Stadium. Education City Stadium. Lusau Iconic Stadium, uh, which will also be hosting a semifinal and the final. And then there's a... Khalifa International, that's going to be the third place. And then the other semifinal stadium is going to be Al Bayat. That will host 16 quarterfinal. And then the last two are going to be Education City and Al Therma. Now, the real question there is like, what is supposed to happen with all these with all these stadiums once once the once the World Cup ends? Because like some of them are, are modular and, and can break down, but you gotta remember. Cutter is the size of Pittsburgh. And so they don't really need all these stadiums. And so like Can I just say that the Lucille Stadium that's gonna be mm-hmm. held for the finals, they actually created an entire city <laughs> just for that stadium. So Lucille is now a new city in Qatar. Right? Just to give you a sense of the amount of labor that that was put into this to this project they, they spent 229 billion dollars on this world cup and like and just to put it in perspective the next um the next world cup with the highest spent was was uh was brazil with in 2014 that was only 15 um billion i'm like yeah like you could have bought man city like 15 times and like basically like all the money they spent at man city you could have done it like 15 times yeah, it's it's just absolutely <laughs> besides um, people like they weren't paying the workers. So who 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 did they pay all that money to? Yeah, yeah, it's it's absolutely wild. Guys, on the next episode, we're going to get into the the riffraff of government contracts. <laughs> and we can I, talk I, I'd about. I'd love to do that. We should talk about how in Brazil, how all the stadiums are now officially abandoned and are costing the country more money than it did to actually build them and due to the prices they can't even destroy them they can't even take down the stadium so they're just abandoned costing the city money or costing well costing the cities that they're in money and um essentially it costs more it costs more for brazil to host the world cup than they did receiving revenue so all right, y'all. Future, future post-apocalyptic cities. Like, they're all just going to become... There's going to be a zombie apocalypse, right? Telling you, zombie apocalypse. And then they're all going to become, like, futuristic little cities. So that's where you're going to want to be, like, hold up. It's, like, already set up to be, like, a nice, like, city in a zombie apocalypse. So that's the only thing I think of for all these white whale stadiums around the world. All right, y'all. Let's, uh, I know this is Doha. They're going to break it down, down. Sent to, to developing, developing countries, countries to, to further, further their, their football, football development. development, and there's there's so, one stadium that's like built like a tent. Like, is it? Like, I don't. Mm. 
the 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 level of of innovation that they put into trying to make these these videos is actually very interesting. But at the same time, the fact they had to go this far just to make it all work is just absolutely wild. It really is. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's get up into these uh, these knockouts to uh, and, uh, and and wrap this up. So we got um, uh, winner of Group A versus winner of Group B. So that's uh, that'll be Senegal versus the USA. Uh, let's go with uh, TK. What you got, man? Honestly, I think that's Senegal. Like. On a, from a talent level perspective, I think the USA would walk into that with kind of some American arrogance and then kind of get smacked in the mouth. Um, as long as Sadio Mane is healthy, like that team is a huge full-on threat. Yeah, it really comes down to him. It really does. Um, after that, we got winner of Group C, so that's uh, Argentina versus France. Is that right? Yeah. It's no way, wait, wait. not a run up. That's not a logic protest. I just want a logic protest. The U.S. can't take a punch in the mouth. I mean, they're young, so we don't know what they can take. So, you got to see You don't know where I'm from, dog. You don't know where I'm from. All I know is Christian Pulisic's talking about pressure. Oh, wow. He's sitting on the bench. I mean, there are other stars on that team, I think, that can't handle the pressure, but. Collect as a collective, like we mentioned earlier, uh, someone said it. There's only um, Yetlet. Yeah, definitely. yeah, he's the only one that's, that's been on the World Cup team before. So, like I said, we, we don't know what they could take, which which could be a very dangerous thing in, in the long run. But um, uh, um, you know, so like after they they get the um, uh, they're paired up with the winner of Group C and Group D, that's Argentina and Denmark. I, I I think that I'm gonna go ahead and put it out there now. At least my pick to win it all is Argentina. Celeb. I'm gonna t- say that they will win that game. Um, uh, after that, we got winner of Group E and group and winner of Group F. So that is uh, Germany versus Croatia. Um, oh, what you got? I'm gonna go Germany here. All right. And they get uh, the winner of Group G and runner-up of H. So that will be um, Brazil versus Portugal. Portuguese battle. Um, Devin, what you got? Uh, I mean, yeah. Brazil's going to smack Portugal in the mouth. Um, It's going to be another uh, Brazil-Germany kind of beat down. Um, yeah, no, um, in all seriousness, um, Brazil obviously favored to um, make it to the finals as well. Um, so you got to, just with the squad depth that they have, you just I, I just don't see um, them getting upset anytime soon, especially in the early stages. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and the other half of the bracket, we got the winner of Group B versus the winner of of uh, runners up of Group A. Uh, so that would be uh, Netherlands versus Wales. No, I would. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, what you got, uh, Jermaine? 
Netherlands all day. They're just too deep. Yeah, it's not going to be a contest. So, Netherlands for sure. Okay. Um, then we got they they win the um they get the winners of Group D versus the winner runners up of Group C. So that's um France and Mexico. Uh, Amani, what you, what you, what you how you feel on that one? You said France versus Mexico? France. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, this might be a really bad tournament for Mexico. Um, you know, it's been very volatile in the Federation right now. Uh, a lot of their guys are aging out. There's a lot of inexperience in the squad and a lot of immaturity. Um, and and I, it came down to France versus Mexico. You know, the, the current holders of the competition, France, uh, there's just no way. And I think I – think, um, France makes an easy meal of them, to be honest with you, uh, if they go toe-to-toe. They're better in pretty much every position. Um, they're very disciplined, and they've won the tournament before. Like, this generation of players has won this tournament. So, uh, yeah, there's no way that they'd go down to Mexico. Okay. Okay. I do need to let it be said that this is where, you know, angelic Memo Ochoa shows up. You know, let's not forget Prime gold star memo Ochoa. this is his time so, better than Loris. i gotta say yeah i think he's in a, a lot better form than a, a, a hugo Loris. so okay okay uh abe uh, we give you uh, J- uh japan versus belgium that's a uh, winner of, of uh group uh, first runners up of group e i mean as much love as I have for Japan for a whole other set of reasons. Um, yeah, that's Belgium. I can't, I can't look at that matchup with as much heart as Japan's going to play with and say that Belgium's not going to out talent them. Okay. Okay. And last but not least, uh, we got, uh, Cameroon versus Uruguay. What is a group H versus what is up a group G? Um, Cameroon. It's Cameroon. Oh. <laughs> Said the coach is winning mm-hmm. this one. This what's mm-hmm. happening. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. So that leaves us with Senegal, Argentina, Germany, Brazil, Netherlands, France, Belgium, and Cameroon making it to, to the quarterfinals. Um, that leaves us with Senegal versus Argentina. Uh, L, what you got? Argentina on this one. All right. Germany versus Brazil. Of course, the last time that they, they faced each other in the World Cup, didn't go too good for Brazil. Did not go too well at all. Uh, that was the scene of the seven one massacre at the uh Stadium Brasilia in twenty fourteen. Um do we get a a repeat of that or or does Brazil break through TK? What you uh, what you thinking? It's not gonna be as embarrassing, but Brazil's definitely gonna smack it. Uh Germany will score. Um so it won't be like a reverse, you know, a reverse scoreline or anything. But I just, Brazil's way too loaded for this tournament. 
all their players are at pretty elite levels uh, at a a club from a club perspective. Mm -hmm. If they're not at what you would call an elite club, they're playing. um, They're probably the top three to four players on their uh, individual club squad. So, I mean, I think right now it's just a lot of them, their players are too informed. It's, It's hard to deny them. If they, if they don't walk into the finals, I would be incredibly surprised. Like I'm putting money on it. Okay, put the money down on it. All right, you know you know me. Um, uh, on the other quarterfinals, we got uh the Netherlands versus France. Uh, Abe, what you thinking? I like Le Bleu. Okay. Okay. The orange velour goes out, so France to the semis. And last, we got Belgium versus Cameroon. Uh, Devin, what, what you thinking there? Yeah, it's uh, make or break time for Belgium. You know, um, this is the last of their that their you know that the uh, golden generation has right now. Um, it's really hard to uh, see them lose this against, I mean, Cameroon's a, a very good squad, but I do think overall Belgium has the stronger players, the more um, the more complete depth at this point. I mean, I, and essentially you have Kevin De Bruyne, obviously, who can uh, do magic at any point in his life. So um, it's really hard to kind of bet against him so early on in the Number seven. Is yeah, healthy. I was just about to ask about that. Like, the, where did where does his brothers on the squad? I mean, there's where does Mister Hazard, the captain, fall into their plans? There does. It's funny uh, because um, an interview just came out with him. It wasn't either today or yesterday of how he just recognizes like he's he has absolutely no playing time whatsoever. Uh, where he is and he kind of regrets it all right so you really don't know it's it's really like who is this man you know it's kind of you know it's it's a it's a kind of a sad story you would say that you know who this man was a world beater um in in certain people's opinions um just a few years ago and then um he got to where he is and did he you know it's like what motivates him where you know where's where's that that spark that he had all those years ago um i thoroughly think that his brother is a more useful player than he is right now and i mean it's really you just don't know where what he brings to the table anymore um so i can't really say what you know where he how he fits into this team it's really going to have to be something you have to see uh for yourself before you can uh make a, a adequate assessment of that cuz i truly don't know at this point mm. i think if eden treats this tournament as his i'm reannouncing myself on the international stage for that one last time like cuz he's healthy he's been plagued with injuries pretty much since he left chelsea to go to madrid everyone wants to talk about he's overeating and this and that but I think at the end of the day, it's really the injuries that, you know, like kind of sidelined them essentially or literally. Um, I think if he if, if his mental is in the right place, try to stop him. Try. Try. OK, so we're down to the final four. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to te- we're going to team up for and, and, and do votes for the 
semis and finals. So do L, Devin, and Abe for Argentina, Brazil, and then Jermaine, Amani, and TK for France and Belgium. Um, so we got the eternal rivalry of Argentina and and Brazil. Uh, what what you guys think? Man, if that's ever a match that you want to watch for, you know, to play for at all, in a sense, I think that's going to be the one to watch. Um, two of the strongest teams in the World Cup in the entire tournament uh, going head-to-head. Like you said, combo Bowl rivals. It's really going to be um, a toss-up. I think, you know, obviously I think what's going to sell or, you know, what's going to bring the most viewership, I think people want to see Messi get that one. Um, just so he can kind of descend or ascend, excuse me, into heaven once he scores that winning goal as the greatest player of all time. Um, I think that's really ascend what, to MLS. <laughs> he can ascend right over to Inter Miami with Jermaine. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, if he's going to prove he's the greatest player of all time, he's got to come do it in MLS. I mean, that's the standard right now. <laughs> it's clearly the standard, especially Inter Miami. <laughs> So we go where Ronaldo comes. So we got Argentina for Devon. Um, how y'all looking on LA? Which, any, any any dissenting yeah, votes? Yeah, Brazil. Yeah, Brazil is my pick. Oh, okay. we do got to keep in mind this is the strongest Argentine team. That's probably uh, I don't know if it's strongest well, Argentine. Well, it's the most still ever. In Brazil. It's, 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 it's the it's the it's the most balanced. I feel. <laughs> However, we do know these things are highly political. So, yeah, yeah. Some, yeah. some weird yeah. shit can happen in late PK. Argentina wins on PK. Wait, but I thought Argentina was shit, regularly but... losing on PK. So that gives another reason for Brazil. <laughs> reason for I, Brazil. I think Argentina is a different team after that messy speech at the Copa. Like, if they have that same team morale and spirit, in the locker room or just with the squad in general, it doesn't even have to be for one specific match. I think like that, that's going to be a bond hard to break, you know, like, like, like us, Devin, you know, like they're talking about, we were having babies at the same time and not seeing our family. We, we are enduring the struggle. Like he, he called shit out to be real fair. So you got to keep that in mind. I got did during that speech on one of the players hadn't even gone to see his baby being born yet. Like, like they were that and they were in the trenches that much. Um, but I will say this, if if Brazil doesn't make it, it doesn't matter because they they won the long run because they got Bolsonaro out. So you know, you're still winners in my book. You're still winners in my book. I'm, I'm, still, um, I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm still picking I'm still the picking one melanated team, so I don't even care. Brazil. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say I got I was gonna say I got outvoted on this. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh. Argentina. Yeah, I didn't change I'm, my answer. I gotta say, like Argentina, this is the this is a tournament that could define Messi's career. Oh, um, absolutely. Ronaldo has kind of set it up for that himself. Ronaldo in Portugal, if you ever wanted to contrast the two players more, like you said, uh, Messi's speech before the Copa America final at Maracanã, like versus Ronaldo going into a major tournament, making it all about himself, his teammates don't even want to talk to him. So if there was ever a tournament that was ever going to cement Messi's legacy as the best player ever, the greatest player ever, it's this one. If he wins this World Cup, it is no longer an argument. He's done everything, and he's been the most professional throughout his entire career. He could just stop and say, we're done. It's, it's over. It's, 
arguments over Blake. So we'll 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 see what happens. And um, of course, in the uh, second semifinal, we got France and Belgium. So I said, what's the vote? Jermaine, Imani, and TK. I, I don't know. France. I think Belgium. Yeah, I, I'm kind of leaning towards Bel- uh, Belgium. Like I'm kind of leaning towards. Ooh. I just think they have too much going for them. I think they understand the the kind of. I think they understand the moment, right? Where they are in the moment, um, and, you know, and 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 the individual talent on that team is just. I mean, it's yeah. I think they're going to be some surprising players. I think Tillemans is going to really just ball out. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm leaning towards Belgium. Okay. Okay. So that leaves us with Brazil and Belgium in the Cultureverse FIFA World Cup final. So what's the pick, guys? As much as I love black. Belgium, as much as I love Belgium, I would love to see them finally pull one out. Based off these results, I can't see them getting past Brazil. Okay. That's one for for Brazil. What we got, Jermaine? You know what? I'm gonna go with Belgium. Okay. Deep down, I'm I'm always I'm always rooting for Brazil, but I gotta I'm gonna ride with Belgium. TK, what you got? Thierry on Andre. Belgium. Belgium. Yes. A, what you got? Um. I'm pretty sure it was it was Brazil recently who said we don't win all these games without black players. So yeah, yeah, for the culture, that's Brazil. true. Yeah, culture. They did say that. You can say right. the same argument for Belgium. Yeah, but Belgium didn't say it out loud like Brazil did. Out loud like Brazil did. That's true. That is true. L, how we looking, man? I'm rolling with my cousins down south, man. <laughs> all right, Monty. It's got to be Brazil. I mean, first of all, I think it's going to be Argentina. But if it's not Argentina, it's got to be Brazil. For this one reason that people always forget, in World Cups, the most important thing is squad depth. You've got to have the legs. It's like playing a Champions League game every three to four days for an entire month, and Belgium just does not have the legs to go deep in this World Cup. Whereas Brazil is overflowing with players. They probably left home the most talented players out of any team in the world. The Celacau, it's the hardest national team to get in in the world. It's Brazil. If it comes down to it, it'll come down to the goalkeepers too. Allison Becker is superior over Courtois. Let's go. Ooh. Ooh. Talking spicy. Man, said that Liverpool one. bias Ooh. right there. Okay. Okay. All you need is Allison Becker. Keeps a clean sheet, scores a header. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. Um, that would be insufferable. Oh, my so God. That, that leads us at, uh, at looks like around four to two, Brazil. Um, so that, that the majority would go to Brazil being the Cultureverse World Cup champions. Um, just just to put it out there, out, out of these two, I, I, I think I'd have to lean Brazil. I'd have to lean Brazil. Uh, I... Yeah, I, I, I just Belgium is just one of those. Like, I feel like they're the new Spain in in the in the, in the along the terms of 
you had those generations in Spain where they would always do well, but they would never win it all. And then they finally got over the hump. I think that this generation is going to fall just short. And yeah, it, it just just not meant to be. So Coachverse picked Brazil to win the World Cup. Obviously, what we want to hear from you guys um, out, out in the culture what, what you guys picks do we have a, a football league or something TK that, that, um, that we got for as far as picks and stuff uh, we do have a it looks like a pen wheel for a um, everyone could do an individual pick um, there will be uh, a link in the chat um, yeah we'll put that out there like for the culture we want to get well. your picks but yeah I guess we can share it with the world then sure yes for the world for the world but yes uh, we definitely want to uh, make sure that um you guys let us know what you guys think of course throughout the whole tournament make sure that you follow the whole culture verse uh of course you can follow two cents fc both the two cents fc and the two cents fc show follow dreaming of freedom they have a little uh abbreviation but trust me just search dreaming of freedom you'll you'll, you'll find them uh walking 90 at walking walking 90 uh don't forget our, our girls, uh, Shea Butter FC. At, at, they just fixed their, their handle now. It's now Shea Butter FC. And of course, you can find us at FTC. UTD. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. FTC UTD Pod on TikTok. You know, we'll, we will definitely be on the bottom. No matter how corrupt this this World Cup gets, we'll definitely we, we'll be talking one way or the other. So, Again, thank you guys for for joining us this week. We'll we'll be back probably next week, giving um, USA uh, feedback. Yes, TK's over here giving the price tag for this World Cup. It is way too much damn money. But yeah, so let's enjoy these games for the whole Cultureverse, all the teams, coaches real, the coaches everywhere. Well, right now the coaches in the Qatar. So we'll see you there too. We'll see you soon, and we out. FTC. U T D.